Hi, welcome to The Bug Plug, a podcast about all things insects, arachnids, arthropods, creepies, and crawlies. I'm Kaylee, and today we're learning about earthworms. So the weather's been consistently warm where I live, and I was excited to start digging around in the garden and in the flower beds. And when I was out last weekend, I got to see like a bunch of little spiders and some crickets and a beetle and one very large lizard, but I noticed that I didn't see any worms, like none, and I was in the dirt. And then I started thinking about it and noticed or thought about like, since moving into this house a couple years ago, I've seen hardly any worms in the dirt. It would explain why my soil is terrible, but I thought it was very odd. So with that thought, I wanted to know why my yard has very few worms, and here we are, learning about earthworms. So let's start out with what earthworms, like, even are. So they are invertebrate annelids. I'm going to be real with you. I honestly can't remember if we've learned about annelids before, but they're basically just segmented worms. There are something like 22,000 different species of annelids, which is a lot of worms. I did want to just focus on earthworms today to make life a little more simple for me. Earthworms are found almost everywhere except for in like frozen climates and in deserts, and there are something like 6,000 different species of earthworms. They prefer living in the first layer of soil, and they need moisture to survive. They are great for your soil because they tunnel uh, like underground, and those tunnels help aerate the soil as they travel, and their waste gives incredible nutrients that your plants love. And then also while they're tunneling, they're kind of shifting the dirt. So if you think about like the layer of dirt that roots are in, they're sucking nutrients out of that layer of dirt. And worms are mixing the soil up. So they're constantly bringing lower dirt up and bringing nutrients up to your plants. So because of this, I decided we have bad soil because of the lack of worms. It could definitely be something else, but worms really make your flower beds thrive. The typical earthworm can grow up to eight inches, but some species have been known to grow up to 14 inches. It's always fun to find a giant worm, and after your heart stops racing for, you know, thinking it's a snake, they're more fun to play with. Like, the big worms are a lot of fun. Earthworms' bodies are made up of ring-like segments called annuli. These segments are covered in setae, which we've talked about before. They're like small hairs that the worm uses to move and burrow. Did you know that? Or did you think they were just little sleek guys? So they're pretty sleek. These um, bristles or hairs are really, really small. So we actually don't feel them when we touch most worms. Um, and their bodies are characterized by a tube within a tube construction. So their outer part, the part that we see, is like a muscular body wall that surrounds a digestive tract that begins with the mouth in the first segment. So the digestive tract is like a tube, and then the muscular body that we see is a tube on the outside of it. Tube within a tube. I've dissected worms before for like a basic biology class, and then again in a zoology class, and they were always the most simple like start to the dissections. And when I say simple, I don't mean that as like a slight on the worms. They're doing a great job and are surprisingly sophisticated for what they are. So as far as organs go, earthworms are kind of interesting. So they have no lungs. Instead, they take in oxygen through their skin. 
They also have no eyes, using receptors in their skin to sense light and touch. Also, there's a dog laying here. I don't know if you heard her. Sorry about that. I, so I record in my little front room. That's my craft room and office. And the dogs really like it because there's a gigantic window. So, like, they can see out and they can lay here in sun. And then this one just likes spending time with me. Here comes the other one. And I don't have the heart to kick them out when I record. So, sometimes they're just in here. Usually they're quiet. So, I do apologize for the dog noise. Uh, back to worms. Where were we? Talking about organs. So, they don't have eyes. They use receptors in their skin to sense light and touch. Earthworms do, however, have five hearts. But they don't look anything like our hearts. They're just like aortic arches. So they're not like the actual organ that we have. They're just these arches like within them up kind of towards the first segment. Their job, just like ours, is to pump blood throughout the body. If you live somewhere with a lot of worms, you've noticed something that happens when it rains. Birds go crazy pecking at the ground right after the rain clears. This is because the worms come to the surface when the dirt gets too wet. So all the water affects how they navigate and like tunnel through the dirt. So most species of worms just come to the surface to sort of start over when it rains. They'll also mate while above ground, which is just wonderful for the birds. This is interesting because the worms do rely on water to live. They are prone to drying out if they stay above ground for too long, but right after it rains, they're safe moisture-wise for a bit. This is often, this isn't nice, but if you live in Oklahoma or somewhere where it gets like really hot, we see fried dead worms on the sidewalks. So like part of that is, you know, if they bake in the sun for too long, they do dry out. But then also when it stops raining, they're above ground and they're pretty cocky and they're moving around, they can get on the concrete and just sort of dry out really quickly. Um, it's not funny, but if you live somewhere where this happens, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They're everywhere. They're like little fried worms on the sidewalk everywhere. And my dogs eat them when we take them on walks and it's terrible and they crunch. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. So I heard when I was little that you could chop a worm in half and then you'd have two just like fully functioning worms. So I had to know if that was true because we're here, right? So is it? Kind of. If an earthworm loses its tail, it will grow back, kind of like some lizards. Not all lizards. Not all lizards do that. Don't pull tails off lizards. Um, so if an earthworm loses its tail, it will grow back. Same with, like, some segments. Like, if they lose a few segments, they'll grow back. Uh, the part that goes missing will not turn into another worm. And if they lose too many segments, they can't regrow themselves. So the amount that they can lose and still be fine does vary between different species. But as a whole, like, I always feel bad if I'm digging in dirt. Especially at our previous house, we had tons of worms. And if I got out, like, my garden trowel or whatever, if I stabbed a worm, I felt terrible. But if you pinch off their little tails on accident, don't go hurting worms. But on accident, they'll be fine. I have a few more earthworm facts that didn't really fit into the rest of my dialogue, so here they are just sort of rapid fire style. In one acre of land, there can be more than a million earthworms, which begs the question, why are there none in my flower beds? And I, I did find an answer for that while we're here, just real quick. So 
lack of food will make the earthworms leave. And because I have such nutrient-poor soil, it's possible that they just, like, couldn't find anything to eat and left. Um, they could have been over-hunted. So um, they're a great food source for things like birds, frogs, and rats. And I have a lot of birds because our neighborhood has a lot of trees. So it's possible my earthworm population just got overeaten. Um, those are the two biggest reasons why maybe I don't have worms. Um, but anyway, earthworms, like all worms in general, move by contracting their muscles. So it's like ab day every day for them. They can live up to six years in the wild, which sounds crazy. That's a long lifespan. But if you think about it, they're underground most of the time where they're pretty safe. Some studies have shown that when threatened, earthworms will herd together underground and communicate with each other by touching. Isn't that interesting? They don't typically live like in groups. So it's really interesting that if something's going on, there's like a mound of or a ball of earthworms underground just like talking it out. Finally, will it pet? Not really. However, I will be heading to the gardening shop next weekend to pick up some worms with my other beneficial bugs for my flower beds. So they won't be pets per se, but they're all cohabitants in my same area, so similar concept. That was the most hippie sentence I think I've ever said in my life. <laughs> but I'm also kind of worried, like, if I buy the worms, and the reason I don't have worms is because there's no nutrients in my soil, so I'm just buying worms to kill them. I don't know. I'm going to have to look into it a little bit more, I think. But I am buying beneficial bugs next weekend, and I'm so excited. Okay, let's recap and close this one out so I can go take a little nap. I'm kind of tired today. Earthworms are fun, and there's a lot to them. That's not a great recap. Hold on. Give me a minute. Okay. So earthworms are segmented worms with lots of heart parts and mostly just a digestive system. Like they are 90% digestive system. They give us super healthy dirt and can be found about anywhere that's not too hard, not too hard, not too hot or not too cold. Hey, I feel like I've not done a great job on this episode. Like as I'm recording it, I'm not super in love with how I've been talking and pronouncing things and just done the episode, but I'm going to keep it. I'm not going to scrap this episode. Um, had a rough week. It's been a long, rough week. And so I'm going to allow myself a very imperfect podcast. And if you don't like it, I'm so sorry, but I'm human. I deserve an imperfect podcast episode. So I'm going to close this one out. Thank you for learning with me today. I'll see you next week here on the Bug Bug Podcast. Bye.